how was California? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. I am back and I'm a world traveler. I am, you know, so cultured and I'm international and national. I can see you on Google Maps, you know? And so I was seeing like where you were in California. Okay, weird and, stalker. And on the map, it literally looked like She's you were sitting on top of a mountain. I was. It, it looked like you climbed like Mount Kilimanjaro Dude, and, you, and you were just sitting there for like two days straight. Literally, that's exactly what it was. Um, I had a great time. I went and visited my cousin in California, and it is up in the mountains of California. Um, the first night, so I traveled for like 11 hours th to get there. I had a three-hour layover in Seattle. It was a big, long travel day, and I was exhausted, and I thought by the time I got to their house, I was like, whoa, I feel so out of body. I'm so, like, I feel like I took like 20 Xanax. <laughs> I feel like drunk in like not a good way. Was it because of the air? Being I really feel like it was, I was tired, but I really feel like the elevation fucked with me because it took me, even when I woke up the next day, I felt real weird and then I was fine. And then on the way back, you know, I was still up in the mountains, came down the mountain, got on a plane, was up in the air all day again, got back to the house and I wasn't tired like my body and my mind wasn't or my mind wasn't tired i was up and ready to rumble mm -hmm. but my body felt like wet noodles like i was like <laughs> it definitely was the elevation difference mm -hmm. yeah it was crazy i've I never felt... been like really up high like that in a mountain mm. does it actually so feel you've never done shrooms never done shrooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, did <laughs> it feel really. like the air is actually thinner like does the air feel different or... i mean some people say that my grandma when she went to Colorado and went up like a gondola ride or whatever and was up in a mountain she like almost fainted and she said she couldn't breathe but like I didn't feel that like nothing felt different that's why I was like questioning whether it was the elevation or not because I was like am I just mm -hmm. so tired from like all this traveling and all of this like expansion of the mind was it like treesy <laughs> what the <laughs> Kind of okay, because like, if it was a mountain covered in trees, wouldn't there be like more oxygen there than at like, another elevation where there's no trees? You sound really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you sound really dumb right now. Like, do the trees <laughs> give like, air? Do they give you a life? <laughs> do they like compound the loss, the loss of like H2O? I always have so many like questions and thoughts about like trees and elevation, but I'm too old now to voice them. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, well clearly does, you're not. Does like a, <laughs> I was like, does a tree in the air make just as much air <laughs> as the air? As the other does? trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually very tree ease. Mm -hmm. Treasy. 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 It was treasy. Treasy and cheesy. Um, it was actually beautiful because I got a ton of snow the first night. It was kind of scary coming up the mountain. There was like a lot of ice. And the paths to get up there are like small little dirt roads. And barely fit two cars, one going one way, one coming the other, and it's a bunch of like really tight turns. So you're just fucking kind of like flying through the mountains, on black ice, and then you like look down to your right or your left at any given it's moment, and it's just literally a cliff. And a lot of the times, there's like houses below. Like you've made your way up the mountain, you look over the cliff, you're down on a house. But like if you flipped, you'd still die. But also maybe you'd take kill, out the house you'd underneath kill you. In the house. It's thrilling. I loved it. I got a tattoo. I felt oh, yeah, I so cool. That. I'm like, you guys don't even know. I'm like really cool. Did I'm she like, already know that tattoo artist or did you uh -uh. guys just show up one day and you're like, we're doing She's been this wanting girl. to go to this tattoo shop because uh, she followed them on social media, which is why she was like pretty eager to call them up. 
It's actually so fucking cool. Anyone listening to this should just go and check out the Instagram and stuff. It's called Lake Arrowhead Tattoo. It's spelled exactly how you would think. And this house, I mean, you can see a little teeny blip of it in an Instagram reel I did. Like the front of it had like stained glass, like swallow or like uh, birds on the front. They basically redid this old little cottage. And then when you walked inside of it, it looked like the inside of like a pirate ship and everything. It felt like you were standing in line for a Disney ride. Like all of the, like the chandelier was like this wood oak barrel thing with like these flame lit lights and like it just was so cool there was like knots and like dings and all the wood and like anchors and like pirate things everywhere and it even had this beautiful case of jewelry with like skulls and snakes and it he they were playing the music from the jungle cruise disney ride so you walked in there and it felt like you just stepped into like Peter Pan how and on the Jolly that? Roger. It was so fucking cool. So you got an Alice in Wonderland tattoo. I did. Did I got you a give them Alice. that sketch, or did they make it for you and you? Approved I gave it? it to them. I'm a Virgo rising, and I said, "Do not stray from the path, or I will kill you." Yeah. <laughs> Every single inch of this must be copied exactly, or I will be unhappy. So I got and mine. They were, and they were like, and they were okay. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no artistic freedom at all. None. None whatsoever. This is what I want. Put it on my body. And they were like, all right, relax. But they did it. Weren't we going to get You know to- what's so crazy, though? What? Sorry to interrupt you. But Kate, my cousin, she, because we had talked about getting tattoos before we went out there. We both just didn't think logistically or like time-wise we would be able to actually do it. But we flirted with the idea. So me knowing that I'm compulsive, I was like, I need to have an idea of what I'm going to get when I go out there in case we do have a little spontaneous moment that I'm planned for it. (laughs) So, like, I knew what I was going to get. I had, like, two or three options. And she literally had talked about a couple possibilities and did none of those. And day of, like, literally an hour before, she, she was like, oh, this is it. I want it. What was it? It's really cool. It's like a vintage type illustration of Annie Oakley. And it looks so good. She's got like bright cherry red lips and like a red scarf. And the line work in the hat is super cool. She said she's wanted an Annie Oakley tattoo for a long time. But still, that bitch was Sag rising energy, Aquarius sun energy, Aries moon energy. She was like, this is it. I'm going. Let's go. And I was like. (laughs) With me, I, I would either pick a tattoo out there Mm-hmm. Or I would have it planned for six years. Yeah, you're one of two things. One of two. You're the 25 cent, like, free tattoo, like, you get what you get kind of yes. thing. Yes. Or you study and, like, it's over. Or I show up and say, up. do not stray. Yeah, I'm the from do not the stray. Illustration. I'm the do not stray bitch. Uh uh-uh. uh. But I'm also like, well, if you think something would look better, just do that. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you got Libra Moon. That's not the vibe. My Taurus Moon is like, do as I say. And Whatever you think right. looks best. Yeah. I think while we were in New Orleans, weren't we like, oh, that's good as No, I think. Or was that just me? I think. Well, no, I think that I was. I would have done it. I just, again, I knew I wasn't going to do it because I didn't have an idea. I yet. want like a big tramp stamp on my lower back. Do you know? Have I told you this? What? I, if they ever listen to this, they'll laugh because they did it to themselves. But like, I know somebody mm-hmm. who got a tramp stamp. <laughs> But it says tramp, and the design looks like a fucking stamp. No. Like, it looks like one of those old stamps where, like, you hold the handle, and it's yeah. a big, long stamp, and you stamp it in the back. That's literally what it looks like, and it just says tramp. It's a literal and it's, tramp stamp. It, it, like, it, like, it's a tramp stamp that is a tramp stamp. 
I was like, oh, how does she feel about girl, it? Girl, if I had, I don't that, know. I don't talk to her. I don't know. If I had that, I would laugh forever. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> like super on brand for this person too they get like hysterically ironic and like trashy tattoos purposefully and i love it i feel like i would be like a 70 year old grandpa with a big old stamp on that says tramp yeah i i just that i'll never forget that so also my boss yeah ex-boss of one of my jobs, I won't say where, mm-hmm. one of the first days of me working, this person was, like, up on a ladder and, like, trying to fix a light. And, like, their shirt came up. And I was like, is that a tramp stamp? <laughs> like, I couldn't I couldn't help it. And then he was like, Mexico's wild. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I just didn't even... I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Anyways, that's that. So, speaking of... Tattoos. Speaking of which. And spending money on tattoos. Tattoos are expensive. Speaking of expensive. Mine was not money. expensive. But yeah, that's a good way to segue. What was the cost of your tattoo? It only cost me 120 bucks. I mean, so for something forever or whatever, that's a steal. There's not that much ink on it. It's kind of big in comparison to my arm. Mm-hmm. But there's not like, I didn't want shading or anything. So it didn't take that long. Yeah, just. Uh, Anyways, yeah. No, most of the time, tattoos are very expensive. So continue with your segue. <laughs> so tattoos are expensive. <laughs> expensive so now we are going to delve into something that you sent me everyone samantha menzo is actually one of the contributors of today's episode so you sent me a tiktok that basically asked the question are rich people evil Mm -hmm. and it kind of went into it kind of was like why yeah it kind of said yes yeah and not for like the reasons that you think Mm -hmm. it is it's a lot more nuanced and Basically, studies show that the more money you have, the less empathetic you are, the less community-minded you are, the less helpful you are as a person. One of the things we're going to talk about, I'm going to go ahead and say this study in case it didn't actually get printed. Yeah. But they had a a bunch of people in a room, like rich people and poor people, and they had people imagine themselves as rich or poor. Uh Uh-huh. And while they were leaving, somebody pretended to drop a box of crayons. And the people that thought of themselves as rich, like in this fake scenario, picked up only like three crayons. Basically, (gasps) like you're less helpful when you're rich. Like you're legitimately less helpful as a human being. What's so crazy is there was more that they talked about too. Yeah. There was like, what was the other one? Oh, Um, the rich cars don't stop for pedestrians, uh, all sorts of stuff. So I I got that. It's all in here. But basically that TikTok you sent me was... Fascinating, right? It was fascinating, and I really, I really liked the infographics that they had. Yeah, right? It was just a fun TikTok. It was good, actually. George sent me that. George and I send each other TikToks, and then like we'll lay in bed and be like, "You want to watch our TikToks?" And we'll scroll back through like a hundred, and we'll just sit there, and then we'll talk about them. Mm-hmm. It's you know really cringy and cute. That's love. But anyways, that was one he sent me, and I was like, text it to Skylar, and then I want to tell him to do it. As, he's like, I'll text it to you. You can text it to him. I was like, okay, why he are you He didn't want to text me the pipe. Yeah, so he was supposed to text you that, and I'm calling him out on it. Man, I swear and to God. No, am I right? Um, anyways. So the first article, we're going to start with Old Faithful. This is by Ellen Hendrickson, PhD. It's from Psychology Today, and it's called Five Ways Money Baby Money Baby Costing You. It says studies show that wealth is detrimental to individuals. Mm. So history teaches us that concentrated wealth is not good for nations, as we know that too much wealth accumulated at the top just creates like <coughs> Putin oligarchies. Sorry. Yeah, stuff Continue. like that. And but some recent studies make it clear that money is not good for individuals either. 
to okay, have fun living. I can't relate. Money is perfect for me, and I'm perfect with money. Exactly. Because money can't buy you love, but data shows that okay. it may cost you your humanity. Okay. What a dramatic intro to a psychology article, by uh -huh. the way. I love it. It says research, uh, and by the way, researchers just barely scratched the surface of the relationship between money and mindset, but what's come up so far ain't pretty. Mm. We'll investigate. Me. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> so here is the cost, number one, of being someone that is wealthy. Courtesy. Says, ever heard this one? No. What's the difference between a catfish and a BMW owner? One's a bottom-feeding scum sucker, and the other's a fish. But I'm bumped. Okay, but how true? <laughs> and if any of our listeners drive a BMW, we love catfish. We love. BMW. How does she say it? Bottom feeding um. scum suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it says, unfortunately, a 2012 study, and a lot of I, I've heard about this study before. A 2012 study carried out along a Northern California roadway revealed that BMW. Uh, Wait, I, 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 Did you sorry. just have a stroke? I mixed up the pages. <laughs> you guys should have seen his panic in his eyes when he was looking. He so, like actually printed things out for the first time. And yes. it looks like he's about to give a school project report in front of his teacher. It's all out of order. It's all out of order. He's like, oh, wait, wait let me start again. <laughs> so the BMW owners um, basically did not stop at crosswalks. <laughs> The good news is that 8 out of 10 cars stopped for pedestrians and let them cross. But when the research team created a five-tiered system with low-value, dilapidated Category 1 cars, mild car, <laughs> when we first moved here, cars at the yeah. bottom and luxury Category 5 vehicles at the top, like BMWs, a pattern was evident. Every single Category 1 car, so like every single clunker and beater, stopped at the intersection and allowed the pedestrian to stop. Every single one. Mm -hmm. And 50% of luxury vehicles blew through the crosswalk and almost hit pedestrians. It says, <laughs> there's yet to be a study about people who park their cars across multiple spots, but I'm willing to bet it's BMWs. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Okay, so this person this, walked into a BMW no, dealership? No, this person could not find a parking spot at Psychology Today headquarters <laughs> today, and it was because a BMW was parked in two spots. No, he got a bonus from Psychology Today, and he's like, you know what I've always wanted? A fucking I'm, BMW. I'm writing a, he went a to the smear B campaign. He went to the BMW dealership, sat down, picked out a car, tried to get a loan, and they were like you're you poor and he's poor. like i will fucking ruin you how interesting is that that in this study every single clunker stopped and um so in other articles i saw that they were wondering why this was it said people that drive clunkers are more likely to know what it feels like to have to walk like legitimately have to walk places because oh their God. car breaks down poor so they're people. more likely to That's stop funny. for pedestrians because they're more empathetic to like having to walk and they to they, they get it. He's rich like, people don't. Rich people could never. Rich people could never. They don't get it. Can't even. So speaking of this, mm -hmm. um, oh my God. So at the break room at the hardware store where I work, uh -huh. it is the most toxic mess of Republicans in there. And, and so people are like, I don't understand why we don't just like mine our own oil from the ground instead okay. of like relying on oil from everywhere else. Okay. And then, and so like me and this other girl were like, okay, well, first of all, yeah. you know, like we've had technology for electric cars for so long. We uh -huh. shouldn't be, we should be making, we should have already been in the middle of a huge transition to electric cars. Yeah. And, and on top of that, 
Like why instead of just investing like hundreds of millions of like barrels of oil every day, why not? Why doesn't America just get public transportation? Mm. You know, uh, and uh-huh. that's because like rich people refuse to walk. Uh-huh. They refuse to they, walk, uh-huh. and they refuse to invest in public transport because that would mean maybe they had to walk somewhere, or. Well, it's really hard to walk when these fucking red bottom shoes are tearing up your <laughs> tippy toes. You know what I mean? Beauty's pain, though. Get mm-hmm. with it. I know. So fuck that. But, anyways, whatever. I'm just, there's a lot of nuance attached to that too. You know, but whatever. You love that word. There is because like, <laughs> because okay, but there is because like obviously there are people out there that can't walk. So like I, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I, what about the rich people that can't, can't walk? walk? So like I get it. Inclusivity, okay. But also, Stellar. you know, like I'm talking about society at large here. So anyways, <laughs> I'm talking about something bigger than that. This is cost number two mm. of being rich. You lose your empathy. A series of studies... I in don't the have ge- empathy, so it's okay. We know. Mm. I'm an empath. <laughs> I am an... I'm an empath, so I knew that. I'm the opposite of... I'm an, I'm an it's like those TikToks that, like, me in the middle of the battlefield, yeah. sensing bad vibes. <laughs> I'm like, so, is something happening here that doesn't feel good? I don't know. A series of studies in the journal Psychological Science found that people of lower socioeconomic status could read others' expressions and emotions more readily than wealthy counterparts. So basically, in the study, participants were given a picture of a ladder, and the rungs on the ladder were labeled one through ten. And like the one being the bottom of the barrel, like you have, uh, like you just self-identify as at the bottom of society, which is me. <laughs> and then ten means like you're the most educated, you have the best job, and you have all the nice things. And people were asked to self-identify. Okay. It says the highest rungs, by contrast, were those who were best off, have the most education, blah blah blah. So after self-identifying, the participants were asked to participate in a hypothetical job interview. The researcher interviewed two participants at a time, asking them standard questions like, what are your greatest strengths? What are your weaknesses? Blah, blah, blah. Afterwards, each participant rated how strongly they felt a variety of emotions like anger, contempt, sadness, hope, surprise, worry, Mm. Um, like this whole matrix of emotions. Okay. But then here is the twist. They were asked to rate how strongly they thought their counterpart felt these emotions also. Uh. Basically, rich people had no clue what their the person next to them was feeling with any sort of accuracy. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. But poor people were able to tell with high accuracy how the person next to them was feeling during the interview based on like micro cues like body language and stuff like that. Mm. Basically, rich people are totally oblivious. And in, in this one, they're calling it empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, they were not able to understand at all what they the other person zero was. self-awareness or, like, awareness of others. Actually. Isn't that interesting? And then it went on to My say... My biggest question for this, and this mm-hmm. is what I thought when I saw the TikTok as well, is, is that there is, in my mind, especially if you grow up around a city called Gross Point near us, because... Mm-hmm. Gross Point is known as like old a, money. There's old money, and then there's other cities near us that are like would be would be considered new money. And I worked in Gross Point, and they also have people in Gross Point that have new money, but most of the time it's old money. Anyways, this idea of like w- the rich people that were chosen, like the number of them that come from old money versus new money, because I would think that there'd be a difference that like a new a study that they would have to do specifically with just categorizing like 
when did you get your money? How did you get your money? Were you born with money? Mm -hmm. Did you, you know, were you born poor and then you, you know, you made yourself and now you're rich because you, because I would think that there'd be a big difference between the type of people who have money, whether they earned it or whether they came into the money or whether it was just handed to them Mm -hmm. on a silver, silver plate or fed by a silver spoon. Don't you think? Yes. I would think the people who were raised with money, and I know people. One of the with studies money, we're going to look at later. One of one of its caveats was was that the study controls for socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm, so yeah. something oh, about God. having money changes our brain. No matter what. No matter what. Whether you were given it or whether mm-hmm. you earned it or something about money changes your brain, and it could be more subtle I can't for people. Wait to be even less empathetic when I become rich. <laughs> when you're rich and famous. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like a walking zombie. Beautiful walking zombie. So the results for that. Lower class participants were able to judge the emotions of their interview partner with more accuracy. And higher class participants weren't entirely oblivious. It was clear that they were much less skilled at empathizing or reading any emotions on other people. So here's the third cost of money. You lose your compassion. compassion. Wait a minute. What about the people who don't have money and still can't understand the people in the room because i feel like maybe that's you that's me because <laughs> i was just thinking about you doing so, like, this not only do i being, not only do i have all the worst traits of a rich person i <laughs> i'm also poor <laughs> not only am i an actual piece of shit i don't have any money broke. either <laughs> Cost number three, compassion. (laughs) Compassion. Pop culture often depicts wealthier people as cold-hearted go-getters. But how true is this stereotype? While privileged people don't literally have souls made of ice, (laughs) another study... um, Did you mix up your pages again? I don't understand how this happened. You gotta staple that shit. At least put a little paperclip in there. Another study... Skyler. Participants with... (laughs) (laughs) I think something went wrong with the printing. It's not me. I think it's the printer. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) This is just like in RuPaul's Drag Race where they make the girls do like uh, an acting scene and you're like, line? Line? What's my line again? I swear I knew this I'm never printing it out again. This is a mess. (laughs) And the study... Participants were tasked with watching two short videos while connected to a heart rate monitor. One was an instructional video where a woman explained how to build a patio wall. <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> while the other was a documentary clip of kids with cancer going through chemotherapy. Oh, oh my God, that one's God. Don't worry. Nobody was a cold-hearted jerk. All the participants reported, on average, feeling five times as much compassion while watching the cancer video as they did while watching the patio video, but there was a correlation between how much compassion they felt and their social class. Lower class participants reported feeling significantly greater compassion for the kids with cancer than the upper class participants. Okay, but like, what did they say? Do they go on a scale from one to ten? Yeah, on a scale of one, literally. How how, on a scale of one to ten, how sad do do you... Like, how sad do you feel watching this? And the rich people went, Two. Uh, three. Two. It's sad that the kids were dying, but also I'm rich. Oh. I, I don't... 
<gasps> it says, <gasps> oh, sorry, I didn't even Class read this part. pearl necklace. <laughs> I didn't read this part. It's really interesting. It says, their lower compassion wasn't just quantifiable with words. And that's because remember how I mentioned they were hooked up to a heart rate monitor? It says, it's well established that a slowing heartbeat goes hand in hand with feelings of sympathy and altruism. And rich people's hearts did not slow down. Yeah, because they don't have any. Yeah, because they're made of ice. They're made of ice. Oh, that's God, so, goals. So... I, I like that this study in particular wasn't just like words being used. Mm. Like, how sad do you feel? They hooked your shit up. They were like, we're gonna test. We're gonna test your, your literal literal heart. heart rate. And you failed <laughs> miserably. You don't give a shit about the, the theory that a slower heartbeat is part of the body's preparation in response to the cancer video. Okay, I swear to God, I, this video print like this article has printed out of order. Uh-huh. So don't no one worry about it too much. <laughs> Everybody relax. Everybody, Everybody relax. relax. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, cost number four. Oh, this is the one I was talking about. Helpfulness. A study in the uber prestigious journal Science. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fake? Yes, I'm published in Science. Yes. <laughs> I swear it's real. It's called. It's truth. uber prestigious. It's called truth. It's called science. Believe it, because I was published in truth. Okay, now this one is interesting because... It better be. I want to preface this by saying... Okay, think about what I'm about to read through the mindset of being on Instagram and seeing people say, like, have money mindset. Uh-huh. Manifest money. Uh-huh. You know, stuff uh-huh. like that. Think of, think of what I'm about to say through that lens. Okay. A study in science... <laughs> Every time. <laughs> study in science discovered that simply thinking about money changes a person's behavior. Mm. In the study, participants played Monopoly for seven minutes. When the game ended, those in one group were left with $4,000 in Monopoly money and asked to imagine a future in which they were rich, while those in the other group had $200 of Monopoly <laughs> money. Me? <laughs> And asked to imagine a future of financial instability. <laughs> You're like, I don't have to imagine Honey, I'm it. not imagining. I'm here. I've got $200 of monopoly money in financial instability. You go to fucking Starbucks and get it. Will this count? You just really want my Americano. It says participants filled out like fake forms and got up to leave thinking that the study was over, but the study had only just begun. As each participant began to leave, a researcher carrying a pile of office supplies walked in front of them and accidentally on purpose spilled a box of Accidentally on purpose? Spilled a box of 27 pencils. This was the real test. How many pencils would each person pick up? Don't these people get, like, wise to these studies? Uh, no. Did you ever see that? I would pick up all 27. (laughs) (laughs) And then you would drop them again to make the other person not feel so bad. You're like, oh my god. I knew it too. I'm just like you. Just like yeah. But wait, did you ever see that um, uh, a Modern Family episode where Phil and the oldest daughter and I think it's the I don't know the kids and Phil go and do this like study at the university and they're in this room and like there's this like button that says like do not touch. <laughs> And he's like, that's the study. They don't want us to touch the button. And then they like go back and forth and they're like, maybe the study is to push the button. <laughs> they're watching. And then he like goes up to the mirror and he's like, I'm on to your plan. Like, 
And then they all come together and hug, and they're like, let's touch the button. And then they touch the button, and it's like the air, the AC, like, shuts off, and someone comes in the room is like, we told you not to touch the fucking button. Like, now we'll never be, now we have to call maintenance. They're like, it wasn't the study. Have you ever seen that? No. Ugh. All right. That sounds good. It's I would, very funny. I, would love I will that. post it somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe our Instagram. So here's the good news about the pencils. No one. <laughs> Not a single person sidestepped the mass and, like, strode away. Every single person helps pick up the pencils. However, the group that had been primed with thoughts of wealth picked up significantly fewer. Like, no matter how rich or poor they were in real life, imagining money makes people pick up less pencils and be less helpful. They were helpful, but not as helpful. So, if I tell George... Like, think about a penny, and that's all you have to live off for a week. Do you think that he'll pick up his clothes and put them in the hamper? It says he might pick up more, but he won't pick up all of them. Fuck! All right, moving on. Love you, baby. Here's the last. Here's cost number five of being rich. You lose your ethics. (laughs) A final study was elegant in its simplicity. Mm. Got it. Wow, she was really an author. Participants were primed to think of themselves as higher class or lower class by comparing themselves to others who are at the very top. (laughs) I swear to God, I don't understand how every page is out of order. I haven't reordered them. I'm having a meltdown. Okay. (laughs) Let me just... Let me just try and remember what it's one of the pages is just Are gone. You be okay? It's just gone. So basically maybe like throw the ones on the ground you've already done so you can process them. It's too late. Okay. Everything is too late. <laughs> Everything is ruined. I do remember what it said though. Okay. I think. So there was this big box of candy. Oh, and so like people were asked to basically think about like being super rich. And then at the end of the study, someone was like, oh, here, take as much candy as you want. Whatever's left over, we're donating to the children's hospital. Mm-hmm. People that were primed to think about wealth took huge handfuls of candy. <laughs> Literally took like, money from fuck sh- the fucking fuck children. those kids in the hospital. And people that were asked to th- imagine themselves as poor uh-huh. or like living in a horrible situation took much less candy, if any at all. Because mm. they knew it was going to the children's hospital. Mm. Rich people just took handfuls of it. That's you, though. It says, now, why does this happen? Does affluence equal self-absorption? Do jerks win the race while nice guys finish last? Their jury's still out. But here are some theories on why. In the worry, in the words of Cindy... Is it Cindy, Cindy Lauper? Cindy Luhu? <laughs> is it Lauper? Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> why can't I find you? <laughs> One Cindy factor Lauper. may be the mindset of independence versus interdependence. The wealth of rich people makes them relatively independent. They have the resources to do what they need or want without relying on others. They don't have to carpool with friends to save a few bucks or borrow a dress for their cousin's wedding. They just take an Uber or buy a new dress. Okay, what? Plus, the independence <laughs> frees up their time and bandwidth to focus on their own interests rather than those of the people surrounding them. The <laughs> The wealthy tend to have a greater... Who knows if this is what's next. Okay. The wealthy also tend to have a greater sense of entitlement. The feeling that you're inherently deserving of privileges combined with greater privacy and the resources to deal with the possible consequences down the line, entitlement creates a perfect storm of unethical behavior. Wealth creates a psychological buffer. It's not the well-off or uncaring people. It's that they don't have to care. 
Rich uh. people don't have to care. It's a choice they make. And so uh-huh. over time, we just you start naturally making that choice less and less. You don't uh-huh. have to make it, so uh-huh. you just don't. It's psychology. It's mental. Rich people, like, it, it, it will eventually happen to anyone who accumulates money. Mm. Like, even if you, like, act great, potentially you're lying. Okay. Why do you, how do you feel about that? Because isn't it your immediate knee-jerk reaction to be like, no, there's examples of people that are not like that. You know, like, <laughs> what's your knee-jerk reaction to that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I haven't been around too many, like, new money people. I don't know. I don't know. I've worked. Mm -hmm. Somehow I always found myself in jobs where there was wealthy people. Mm -hmm. I'm not wealthy. And those jobs didn't make me wealthy. But I was always surrounded by wealthy people. And I don't know what was that, guys. But, like, I'm over it. I want to be the wealthy person. But I worked in a nail salon in, like I said, Gross Point, where there was, like, the oldest of old money. These ladies came in, never worked a day in their lives, would always talk about traveling to Africa and just on a whim and, you know, having to get these, you know, vaccines before they went and blah, blah, blah. And they were, like, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. Like, And then I would, like, babysit for some of them, like, their children or their grandchildren and go to their houses. And they were, like, stone fucking castles with, like, actual maids and like weird Mm -hmm. like it was weird and then i worked for the art gallery where i mean we sold rich people we sold high value contemporary glass art you know like five thousand to ten thousand was a low ticket budget for one of these pieces so the clientele and the people that would come to these shows or that would buy the pieces you know were wealthy people and i was around a lot of them for many years and there was some that were very, very kind and very nice. Um, you know, I don't didn't some of them I knew better than others, but I would tell you that at least dealing and working with a lot of these people were very difficult. And there is this like a lot of them, not all of them, do have a I feel like a different view view or mindset of the world than. The mm-hmm. average person, and I. Well, according to this article, they have like less compassion, less empathy. They're less helpful. Yeah, and I would say like some of them are like the nicest people you'll ever meet, uh, but still on a scale of like you know them versus a poor person, a lot mm-hmm. of the times a poor person is still nicer. <laughs> or like <clears throat> I don't know, there was there is there is a very big difference, and it was weird because to work and be around so like let's say i would go to an exhibition i would be gone all week Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of the times i would be surrounded by people with a lot of money for hours or days on end and to sell pieces and to interact with the wealthy you you won't make it very long and i've seen people i saw people come in and out of my job that couldn't make it because they didn't know how to put themselves in that mindset or to bring themselves up to that level so like that gemini fake it till you make it i was really good at masking or like pretending that i fit in even though everyone knew i didn't you know what i mean everyone's like she clearly doesn't Does have money smell Look poor? At her fucking outfit but like she's trying so we'll let her hang with us um but it's still like after days of being around it and then coming back to my own reality i can definitely say that like 
it is wildly different mm-hmm. being around people with money. Um, and I don't know. It's like you're living in your own cloud. This is something I've thought a lot about because, you know, being at a party or something where somebody spends, you know, okay, Phoebe's, Phoebe's dying, up literally dying. She's like, how <sighs> dare you speak of the rich this way? Um, yeah, I've got, uh, I had a lot of really wonderful opportunities. I met a lot of really great people. I had some of the coolest experiences, but at the same time, I... Jessica, are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. I, I don't know how to explain it. I guess I would have to give specific instances. It's wild. It's wild to hear at an exhibition, uh, you know, where some of the people coming in hear about, I'm just talking about the gallery Mm -hmm. now, and I had a a hard time talking about my work when I worked there and I still want to keep it you know as nice as possible because I wish the gallery the best but it's it's no it's it's really weird when you're working and you're you're around these art pieces you're around these artists that have traveled all over the world to come to this exhibition a lot of clientele have flown from all over but we would put out ads in the paper or put out ads on the radio or whatever So sometimes you would get just like your average Joe that's like, I'll go to this free art exhibition. So you get people coming in that like are wearing jeans and whatever. They didn't they didn't get the memo and they're just happy to be here to see like the spectacular art pieces. And then you've got the frou-frou, fron-fron, nose in the air, people Mm -hmm. who've taken their private jets to come and select the pieces for their third home Mm -hmm. that they'll never go to. And the things that you hear like. Um, the one time I was walking past the line of the bathroom and somebody just was talking to someone else and was like, can you believe my husband is only allowing me a hundred thousand dollars for budget for this trip? How am I supposed to redecorate our entire home and only spend a hundred thousand dollars? I don't understand. I need the glass pieces to really elevate the architecture and the design of the space. And how am I supposed to do that with a hundred thousand dollars? And it's like. Like, that really, really does something to somebody when they're making, like, yeah. scripts and scraps. Like, have I made that in my lifetime? Like, I, 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 I'm like, I literally just cried because my feet are bleeding and I can barely afford my fucking, you know, yeah. Burger King lunch. Like, I know money would change me. I know. <laughs> I just, well, I know it has because when you talk about your past and how you did have money growing up, I mean, you might have not been like, you know, I my parents, my house my, with a hundred thousand dollars. My parents class were wealthy. But, I was always poor. Well, honey, you always will be. And I always will be <laughs> until they die and leave it to me. <laughs> yeah, they're not leaving it to you. <laughs> I know they have other favorites now. <laughs> they have too many kids. Like they're gonna leave it to cattle or something. See, like, do, don't I just scream the aesthetic of like wasting away until I receive my inheritance? Uh huh. I really love that for you. I would love to Where get you one it? of those like silky nightgowns with like the froofy ends to them. You know what I'm talking about? A one foot long cigarette. Uh huh. A small glass of bourbon. Only a candle. Bourbon, honey, you get a martini. A martini. Uh huh. It's just packed with olives. <laughs> it's a actually not a martini. It's just it's a glass just of olives. It's just a glass of olives. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like olives. You're just like, I'll just have it for aesthetic. So, yeah, it would change me. I don't know. I, I've thought a lot about money because uh, mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of money and you I've know, never I've, had money. So I've been, <laughs> I I've, I've been on both extremes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, I grew up like fabulously wealthy. Okay. And then... Did you though? Um, we didn't have a private jet. But okay. Yeah. I mean, should we have? Yes. <laughs> we deserved it. Yeah. 
But then I've also been poor. <laughs> but what's crazy to me is like you've never actually had. Oh, this is going to be a draggy sentence, but what? like, you ready? You've never actually had ambitions to like, to, like be rich, be rich, or well, to get it, money. Well, I, now I have a reason. It'll make me a bad person. <laughs> Okay, so that's why and your standards ambition, are so low. My ambition low. is to be a good person, therefore I must remain poor. <laughs> I must remain poor. <laughs> Darling, I want to be a good person. So the next thing that I want to talk about comes out of Harvard. Hold on, I have more questions for you. What? <laughs> you it's about money? Traumatized. Yeah, it's about money. Uh, let me make sure, while you're asking, let me make sure this is in order. <laughs> okay, so like, since you've had money and now you don't have money, <laughs> what do you miss about having money the most? Um, lack of worry. Okay. There's nothing to worry about when you have money, technically. Do you think that that was because you were a child and your parents took care of you? Or do you think it was because you had money? I think the money played a huge role in, in the sense of worry. Because even the most worried rich person ultimately knows that their worries are all in their head. Mm-hmm. And so then the big struggle is, well, I just got to get out of my head. Okay. You know? And whereas when you're poor and you have worries, like, they're concrete. Mm-hmm. Like, will I be able to afford this operation? Okay. <laughs> That's a you big fucking... You getting your wisdom teeth out? <laughs> me, you want my big operation, my wisdom teeth. <laughs> he was like, I can't afford I can't afford my operation. <laughs> so and we went so... to some, like, fucking down-the-beaten-path, ghetto McGhettoestein, fucking backwoods dentist office where, like, no one was wearing proper clothing and, like... No gloves on no their hands. Gloves. They were raw-dogging my they mouth with their bare hands. They let me film him. I should post some of those videos. Oh, God. The trauma. Yeah. Watching them remove the tooth like they had removed a jewel from a crown. What <laughs> okay, the hell relax. was that? You're just a normal person. No. You're just the average <laughs> poor person getting no anesthetic so for that's your what I think, because I can remember thinking, like, when I was, like, young and rich, uh-huh. like, up till I was, like, 18. Okay. Thinking that I had access to that for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. I remember being really, like, I had my everyday worries. Yeah. But nothing was bad because I knew it was all in my head. Okay. I was like, well, whatever. I have money. You know? Okay. It's like, who really cares? That really explains why you're such a bitch. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my favorite qualities. And obviously, when you have, like, that mindset, I know one day I'll have it again. But... Will you? Oh, yeah. I love that. Look at me. It's called money manifestation. It's called money manifesting. <laughs> and something about me, uh-huh. rich people want to take care of. Mm. I don't know what it is. Where are they? Where are they? Uh-huh. They're coming. Uh- <laughs> What do you mean, where are they? <laughs> They're on their fucking way to take care of me. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. If you're listening. <laughs> and you would like to support the podcast. And you would like podcast. to support this podcast. <laughs> Skylar's going to have a fucking breakdown. <laughs> you're right. Where are they? <laughs> you're right. Where are they? Maybe I'll never be rich again. I mean, like, I... I mean, I had some rich people, but I left them. <laughs> you made me. Uh, did I? Are we going to do this again? Are we going to blame me again? I had a rich daddy. Uh, Listeners, I had a rich daddy, but it's fine. Because like, according to this article, I'd be a bad person now. So you I'm You want to watch your fucking mouth when you speak to me? <laughs> I will end you. Okay, anyways. I was born... I was... I'm just in my life. <laughs> I need someone to blame. Look. Have we said any words for the last two minutes? No. Or just squeals? That's the podcast. Listen, I was born poor. I remain poor. And maybe you'll die middle class if you're lucky. Oh my god.
God, this is the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. I forgive you for everything. I'd say technically you're middle class now. I, yeah, but only because I have a sexy, hardworking husband. I think the reason that the three of us that live here get to live a middle class lifestyle, I think, is like luck. Luck? Luck. Mm. A little dash of him. Couple of ambition. Uh, <laughs> a couple of ambition. Paul Marshall, I'm coming. <laughs> okay, this actually, is all I real. Actually, I don't know how we afford <laughs> to live the lifestyle that we George. do. It's literally George. It's George. Aww, Thanks, George. Daddy George. See, I told you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> the stick is I forgot that about George him. isn't, like, fucking rich. He's just, like, so hardworking. He's, just, he's like, he's killing himself. He's a hardworking how we are able to live. How do we so, live like this? In this nice antique historical home with like really nice big windows. And this is so typical of us to have a man providing this for us. When will we provide it for ourselves? Listen, I want to smash and fucking peg the patriarchy until it Literally. doesn't pay my rent anymore. And then, yes. just kidding. I Like, I'm making jokes only because I have so much trauma and guilt for not being able to hold my own right now. You know what I mean? So it's the only way I can Girl, get same. through. Girl, <laughs> same. <laughs> like... I genuinely hate myself. Me, me flicking George a quarter and some belly button lid. You're like, here's red. Here's red. Here's looking at you, Don't kid. Spend it all in one point. <laughs> so here's according to Harvard. Harvard says this. Let's see what we can mine from it. Harvard psychologist: the toxic money mindsets that even millionaires have and how to break out of it. From Ashley Willens. From CNBC. So this is how you know it's legit. This is from the news. This is from literal news. So it's got to be true. Studies. Okay. This article is actually about time versus money. And the way that those two things bring us different levels of happiness. It says, unsurprisingly, most people focus too much on working and making money and not enough on making more time. Mm. But shifting your mindset to prioritize time over money has several benefits proven via psychology. Studies show that those with time-centric mindsets have higher levels of happiness. Now, listen to this, because it's a bit of a mouthful, and I had to reread this five times to understand it. Okay. People gain half as much happiness from valuing time more than money. Half as much value. Oh, I forgot to read the rest of the sentence. (laughs) I know. I was like, okay, is that it? People gain half as much happiness from valuing time more than money as they would from being married. Everyone, pause that, rewind it, listen to it ten times. I still don't 100% understand. Say it one more time for me. People gain half as much happiness from valuing time more than money as they would from being married. So, there is this... um, So, basically, it's saying, like, like married people are happier than... Yeah, so, basically, married people are happier, and you only gain half as much happiness as you think from valuing time more than money... Than being married. Hold on. There's so. Let me just yeah, keep reading. Okay, okay, okay. Let okay, me just okay, keep okay. fucking reading. All right. This boost holds a co- holds across demographics. Boost for what? I couldn't decode the sentence. Okay. It's not explained by how much they make, their educational background, the number of kids. Blah 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 blah. Skip this. Better social connections. Focusing on time encourages us to put our social relationships first. So even fleeting social interactions, example, chatting with the person you always see on the bus, can play a significant role in reducing time stress and increasing happiness. So. People that are more time-centric are more likely to develop social connections. Like if you're more, if your priority is having more time in your life, 
Mm. Then you'll have better social connections. Better social connections are proven. Then what? Then what? Money? Like having money as a focus? <laughs> Excuse yes. me. So like having better so- social connections makes uh, you happier. You know how I know you're happier. fucking dead inside? How? You did not say God bless you. Oh my God, God bless you. Was yeah, that you? that's right. I that was Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. Healthier relationships. Time-focused people have happier spouses than money-focused people. For example, couples who spend money on time-saving services, like paying for a house cleaner to have more quality time together, derive more happiness from their relationships than just having the money. I'm literally not paying attention. <laughs> Can you so say like, that again? I think it's because I don't get so it. So like, let's say two people are married okay. and you've got $1,000. Mm. People are happier spending that $1,000 having somebody come clean their house than mm. they are just sitting on top of the $1,000. Oh, yeah. Like, it generates more lifetime happiness. Well, also, they have to have Virgo placements because... And you have to have a Virgo placement. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, God, I would so much rather have a clean house than, like, a... Yes. Than, like, money. Because not only are you getting dick down, your house is clean. And, like, what more... Me! (laughs) Greater job satisfaction. People who value time work the same number of hours as people who value money. Ironically. Ironically... Oh, that was the next sentence starter. (laughs) Ironically, (laughs) they also often make more income than those who worship money because they're more likely to pursue careers they love. In turn, they are less stressed, more productive and creative, and less likely to quit. So people that value time work just as many hours as people who value money, but people who value money are just miserable. So how do I become rich? And value your time. Value my time. But how do you also retain your ethics, empathy, compassion, and help? Maybe I don't have any of those to begin with, so I don't got to worry about losing them. I just want money and time. Research shows that after we make enough money... Foot porn? You think it's that? Foot porn. Yeah, okay. Let me see your foot really quick. (laughs) Oh, God. How could you even suggest foot porn when you have feet that look like that? (laughs) Put them away. Listen. (laughs) Look at them. Put them away. Like I could give you a thumbs up. The little hair attached to the bottom of your big toe <laughs> looks like it has a ponytail. There, there literally is no hair there. There's Research, literally no hair. No, not I like, shave them. No, not like I'm a, a normal not woman. Not like you had a hairy toe, but like one of Phoebe's hairs was stuck to your toe. Oh, okay. Now you don't have a hairy toe. I was gonna say I definitely know because I've shaved them bitches. And any woman who come relate. Research shows. Listen, no, but research shows. Research, research shows. That after we make enough money to pay our bills and save for the future, making more money does almost nothing for our happiness. I mean... Uh, Once you pay your bills and save for the future, making money do, does... Does not, not? Why can I not speak on this podcast? <laughs> it does not help for your future. If anything, once people start making a lot of money, they begin to think that they're doing worse and worse in life because they become obsessed. It says the more money you get the worst you feel that you're doing in life. And there's no data to back up you feeling that way. Mm. So even multimillionaires make the mistake of believing that money and not time will enrich their lives. So this was a survey done of the world's wealthiest people and asking how much more money they'd need to be perfectly happy. 75% they would need $10 million at least more to be happy. And they were already incredibly wealthy and they needed 10 million more. That's just how skewed it gets, like, Mm. once the numbers start growing. Mm. So this is how you can start prioritizing your time and being happy. One, convince yourself that time is at least as important as money. Do you agree with that? No. (laughs) 
Uh, well, Giving them dollar well, bills. But hold on, so I guess that's so. I guess you're on step one then. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I've been on step Convincing one. Convincing yourself on that time one. is at least as important as money, and I believe that time is as important as money okay. ultimately, right? Because right. like, what is time with no money? What and what is, is money time? with no time? Baby, no money. <laughs> <laughs> Were well, you singing that? Baby, no don't hurt me. Yeah. No <laughs> Thank you for explaining Two. my joke. I couldn't tell if that's what you were singing or not, or if you were singing another song that sounded identical to it. There's Two, remind yourself. There's nothing else like it. Two, remind yourself of your. It's a one of a kind joke, Skylar. <laughs> remind yourself of your values when faced with critical decisions. Huh? Huh? What does that? What does that have to do with anything? Read it again. Two, remind yourself of your values when faced with critical decisions. This is how you can start prioritizing your time. So, like, I value money. I guess a critical decision in this circumstance would be, okay, I need to go on this business trip, but I'll lose two weeks of time with my family and I'll only make 10,000. Is the 10,000 worth it? Yes. Yes. Your family will be there when you get back. Your family will be there when you get back. And you'll have $10,000. Unless they don't. (laughs) Unless they don't I'm sorry, unless they aren't. (laughs) I was like, good. Unless they don't what? (laughs) That's the mystery, huh? That is the question. That's the danger of going on the trip, huh? (laughs) Unless they don't what? I don't know. (laughs) Three. Make make deliberate decisions that allow you to have more time. (laughs) What? What are you... This is the worst advice. Unless it isn't. (laughs) Unless it isn't what? (laughs) <laughs> Unless they don't. <laughs> but what if they do? <laughs> That's the risk of going that on the laugh, trip. That laugh was literally <laughs> unhinged. Oh. More. What are we at? <laughs> Where are we? But what if they don't? <laughs> oh my god, the podcast is over. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we reached the end. <laughs> I feel no smarter. <laughs> well, you're definitely not. Speaking of fabulous wealth, speaking, we need. Speaking of riches. Well, speaking of riches. <laughs> the speaking of. The speaking of which podcast needs at least ten million more dollars to be perfectly happy. lovely supporters helping us get to that number of 10 million dollars <laughs> oh no oh no for every dollar that you spend <laughs> for every dollar you spend at speaking of which 50 cents goes into Skylar's pocket <laughs> give a gumball today <laughs> Speaking of maybe they don't, what if they don't? Oh god, I can't breathe. I don't know why. I literally nothing particularly sent me to the spiral. Okay, wait. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) Just kidding. Listen, if you would like to support us on our way to riches. Ten million dollars. That's our goal. If you would like to feed a hungry gay <laughs> and save him from the perils of being a good person, a good- 
you can support this podcast. Do you really want me to develop compassion and empathy? <laughs> no. Do you really, really want to see us fall from the graces <laughs> of being a cold-hearted snake? <laughs> then oh, line God. these pockets. Then line these fat stacks, all right? It's time to pass the charity bag around. So these are our fellow people with no empathy, no compassion, no ethics. <laughs> Steal from the rich and give to the needy bitch. And no helpfulness. Go to anchor.fm. Who's at the top FM, of the list? Go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which to support the pockets of the gays and mm-hmm. the theys and the and she's These are the people the, doing that. Yeah, okay. I'll get to the point. Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Phil K, Jesse D, David B, and Karen, not that kind of Karen R. Mm. Thank you so much for supporting the poor pockets of our existence. It's the only way we can contribute to the rent for George because we're worthless. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the rich daddy on a white horse that's saving our dreams. (laughs) Uh, speaking, of which, speaking of which, I've got to go work out so I can keep this snatched mm-hmm. dump truck ass so that he doesn't leave me. And that's Wait, it before you t- go, oh, we okay. didn't get this article, but I wanted to read her name. Oh, okay. Remember I was telling you about it before we started? I feel like I'm hungover there from that There was an ars- ar- arsenal. Oh my God. Arsenic? There was an article we didn't get to called Does Money Make You Mean by Lucy Hooker. That's a drag name. Yes. I saw, I was telling Skylar, I saw a TikTok the other day. I think it was a TikTok. And a guy was like, I thought of the perfect drag name. First name, Maya. Last name, Pinion. Pinion. So that when people see me in public, they can scream, that's my opinion. (laughs) And that's all we have for today. We love you. Bye.